the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. I hope you're having a great weekend. I hope uh, I hope you have an opportunity to reach out to somebody and show them the love that you have that uh, really comes from your heart, uh, that you uh, love them and care about them and help them and how how do we how do we serve people? How do we love people? How do we take care of people? Uh, that's the key. I mean, you know, if you really love somebody, your heart's right, everything's right about it. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. We've got several scriptures that we can bring up today. But let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, give me wisdom and knowledge. Let the Holy Spirit run this show, not me. That it doesn't come from the world, but it comes from you. God bless each and every listener to be the best they can be. To examine themselves and know exactly what they need to buy each and every day and every way. And I say, Saul, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you. Uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Um, a lot of stuff going on. We'll give a market report because if you've got a good car uh, and you don't want to trade it, you want to sell it, or you want to know what it's worth, I give free appraisals. Go to learn to buy and sell cars.com and uh, follow the easy process of what's going on and find out what it's worth. What I'll give, let me tell you, nice, low-mileage cars are worth a lot of money, a lot of money. If you take care of it and and know what you're doing and, and service it, it, it'll keep its value. It'll keep a lot more value. You're still going to lose money. It's still going to go down quite a bit, but at least you'll have something that'll bring two, three, some stuff, 4000 more if you've got a, a high-mileage not taking care of a car versus a car that's got a little high miles, and you take care of it, it'll bring a lot of money. Hello, Donnie. Good morning, everybody on Facebook Live. Tell everybody, Johnny, you go to Randy Adams uh, on Facebook. You can see the show live, and I even got it turned around where it's right. So uh, I'm doing better, but I'm learning to know how to do it. So, But we want you to, to really examine yourself and what's going on. And Second Timothy three six says they are the kind who worm their way into the homes and gain control over weak willed women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to acknowledge the truth. I'm gonna do this a little backwards. It, always learning but never acknowledge the truth. Man, is that the car business today? We learn so much how to push your button, what's going on in your life, how to sell you. And we're always learning but the truth. Man, where's the truth? Man, I forgot the truth. Where did the truth go? I don't know. I don't want it because I make more money without it. Now, I can be kind of truthful. That's like kind of being kind of pregnant. I can, you know, lead them in the right direction, but I got to twist and turn and get them in the Right position to hammer them. Oh, I forgot to give the number out here, Shemai. 210-340-9585. That's the number. Give us a call. There's no dumb questions. Love to hear from you. That number here is 210-340-9585. And I'm going to give out my mobile number also pretty quick here. And then this show is going to be replayed Freedom 1160 uh, at 1 p.m. So tell everybody. Uh, just in case, and that's a Freedom 1160, uh, 1 p.m. today. But give us a call here, no dumb questions, 210-340-9585, what your car's worth or what kind of position you're in or what's happened lately to a dealer. Um, and we talked to Carlos because Carlos meets so many people from out of country and from Mexico, and he tries to help these people, and he's such a good man of God, 
and I've learned a little bit about him, and, and he's always got somebody he's trying to help. He's trying to be a mentor. He's trying to be there for people, encourage them and work with them and love them and be the best he can be. And and I, I appreciate people like uh, Carlos, and he tells lots of people about my show. So anyway, but all kinds of evil desires. The evil desires is money. How can I make more money, put these people in a bad position, Uh Always learning. Well, we're educated. I'm telling you, believe me. Neurosurgeon goes to school for eight years. Car dealer goes to school for everything, every way, every every day for the rest of their lives. Why? Because times are changing, people are changing, and they've they're studying everybody. They study football coaches, the successful ones. They study other businesses. How can we make? Good morning, Janet. Jeanette. How can we make more money off of people? And the evil desires that they have is, let's take advantage of this person. And the beginning of the scripture on Timothy 2, uh, 3, 6, they are the kind that worm their way into homes and gain control over weak-willed women. That's weak-willed everybody. I mean, hello, Rudy. That's weak-willed everybody because Rudy has a body shop in New Bronzeville uh, and does excellent work. Victor, hello. And so uh, we'll, we want you to have the best deal you can have and do the best and fit your budget. These guys, everybody everybody wants to make as much as they can, and they, we want dealers to make money. We just don't want you to get ripped off. We don't want you to put, get put in, in debtor's prison. We don't want you in something you can't afford. We want you to be happy what you buy. That's what I'm trying to do. We've got to have transportation. It beats walking in a bicycle and buses. So we got to have transportation. Good morning, David Kalo. So we got to have what fits us in our lifestyle and our budget. See, uh, nobody ever brought up budget and advertising on radio, but we've got to have the right advertising. And it's just like Covert and uh, Bastrop and in Austin. Uh, I, I sell a lot of units that get delivered to your home. You don't have to fight the F&I department, and they're great, great people, and you can shop the paint off of yours trying to get to beat the price because they take care of the customer. But Rox Covert and I have been doing business for 40 years and never had a money problem at all, zero, and it's because he he sponsors my radio shows because he knows if you know the difference, you'll buy from him. See, that's the difference. We want you to know the difference. The people that don't work on you, as you know, and they they make a decent profit. That's what we want. You know, a decent profit. That's all, not fifty percent. I mean, I've seen some people that are drowned lately, and and we've talked about you know um, indirect lending that banks and credit unions do cheap interest rate to the dealer, and they pick up a lot of money on the back end of it. Hello, Beverly, and Jim, and so. You know, we want you to make a better decision. Dealerships have to make money to stay open, and we want them to make money. We want to be fair, but we don't want you to get hammered on your interest, hammered on extended warranties, hammered on gap. Uh, We talked about the guy last week that I sent him to a good dealership, and he bought a car that was like 6,000 miles and an 18 model and had great credit, but time he got out there, he was paying 12% too much, 12% too much interest. And he got hammered on the extended warranty. He didn't need the extended warranty. It's, it was good for 30000 more. He had got hammered on the extended warranty, and he got ha- yeah, and he bought Gap. Well, you need to buy Gap after you get buried on your interest and on your extended warranty. So he went back, and he canceled the uh, Gap, the extended warranty, and he, got, he went to Randolph Brooks, and they, they gave him a great save, I think 10 or 12% was what the figure was. On interest alone. Well, that's a huge number. His payment went from way high to way low and cut a few months off of it. We want them to make money. That dealership made money, but we want them to be honest. We want them to be fair. We want them, you know, not, not to put this stuff on that they're, you know, they claim to have on there. You've got to look and you've got to check everybody. I, had a, I sent a guy sent me a contract from a pretty good dealer, I thought. And they had added nine seventy five for financial reserve. He said, "What is this financial reserve nine seventy five They said, "Because you're paying cash. Is that working on 
always learning but never telling the truth. Then he looked at the contract. He sent it to me, and he took a picture of it. 900 for transportation. It already had a $900 transportation from, uh, and this was a Toyota. He said, that's, what is it, 20, 25 miles away, and it's 900 on the sticker and 900 on the contract, paying 1800 He said, that's already added in. That's why you've got to look at the contracts hard. You've got to understand what they're doing, because some of these dealers, there ain't no free, nothing free in the car business. Hey, they give you those cookies and the Coke and all the popcorn and the fruit. To get you on a sugar high to be prepared for sticker shock or if they hand you the bill on the service. So that's, you know, that's all wrote in there to calm you down in that situation. And so you got to be prepared because they're, hello, Richard, and how you doing this morning? And so you're, they're constantly learning, but they don't acknowledge the truth. It's the truth that money's more important in your life than your customer, treating your brother right, your friend right, telling the truth. We want them to make money. We just don't want to get your head ripped off. And, I mean, I get people coming to my lot to see me that owe fifteen, twenty thousand too much on their vehicle. And they say, give me help. The help's it's too late. You've signed that contract. You owe it. You're going to have to do something about that contract. You've signed yourself in the debtor's prison. I walked down the row of cars at Cornerstone Church the other day. And I almost broke down crying. There was too many of them license plates from the bad dealers. And I thought, oh, man, those people are buried. They're upside down. They may never get out of it. How do they never get out of it? It's because you get in that position, and then you never can catch, catch up. So you think, oh, we, if you hate your trade, if you hate your what you owe, you hate your car, come on over here, we're going to take care of you. Yeah, they're going to really give you this great deal on your vehicle. And especially, hey, they love it when you hate it. If you hate it, they can steal it. If you hate it, you're ready to give it to them. And then you don't look at it. Hey, the payment's the same. Good morning, Ori. And so the payment's the same, but it's forever. The debtor's prison that you stay in, or hello, Abigail, uh, watch it. You're in a circle of debt. You fight this debt, and it, and it continues to fight and it never seems I've, – I've had to talk to people that's making payments on one and two and three cars for 30, 40 years and nothing to show for it and still owe too much money on the vehicle they're driving. You've got to have common sense. You've got to know what your budget is. Yes, these guys are finally mentioning it on radio. Oh, I found one that fit my budget. Liar, liar, pants on fire. They're telling you that. They don't care about your budget. The only reason they care about your budget, to fill it up to the limit. We want every available dollar you got. That's what their theory is. Every, hey, I've seen too many sales managers. Go get another 500 or or 1,000. The other sales manager said, well, how much profit's in that deal? Plenty. Well, I'm trying to get some more. Hey, go borrow from your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, anybody you can borrow from. Hey, is your credit card limited out? Let's get, let's get a little more off the credit card. They work every angle they can, and they're trained at it, and you're not. You wake up one day and say, let's go buy a car, honey. Come on, which, what kind you want, what color you want? Hey, I've seen people buy colors that they would never buy because the salespeople are so strong, so strong in selling, so strong in putting you together, so strong they've been trained. You know, there's at least 150 training salespeople jobs for dealerships, just for cars, 150 on YouTube. Go to YouTube. You go to pulling some of them up, you'll have a list of them, how to close, how to sell, how to get more money out of them, how to, uh, you got a customer that's not doing this, you do that. There's just hundreds and hundreds of, tra- now that's just on YouTube. Now that's not counting all the emails we get, not counting all the training we get. We have the auctions. This is amazing. thing. They've got two or three. Good morning, Gwen. I went to high school with her, and hello, Greg. And so uh, they've got these trainings, and even the auctions, the big-time Mannheim auctions, have training to, for new car salesmen. Of course, they make plenty of money at it. They train the salesmen to sell more cars so the auction can sell more cars. And that's, that's what they do. They've realized, said, you know what? The auction will sell more cars if we'll train the new car dealers, and we can make money. 
It's all money. Isn't it car business all money? It takes money. You know, there ain't many gifts in the car business. The gifts are your cousin or your uncle or your mother or father give you a vehicle. I had a lady, I bought her vehicle. She's pregnant uh, last Saturday, right after the show. And I bought her vehicle because her mother gave her her, her one. She bought her a new one. She didn't trade it in. And they wasn't giving her enough. She was getting robbed. I mean, her the vehicle she gave, she thought it was worth about three grand. I looked at the vehicle, walked around, and I said, ma'am, you get ready to sell this one, you call me. I'm a buyer at six grand a day. They were trying to pick up three grand. I've told you, I've told you many times about Bob that used to work for me. Hello, Chuck. And so Bob, uh, he uh, he was used to work for me, and his mother was going to go buy a new Toyota. Well, she went in the wrong Toyota store, and what happened is they had sold her four other units. This was number five, and she was trading in her Toyota truck. And they hit it, told her, said, oh, it's worth it. We want it. We'll give 11 grand. So Bob calls me. So what's, he describes his mom's truck. And I said, I'm a buyer 17, 17, 5, and I want the truck. So he calls her back. Hey, Mom, Randy Adams will give you 17, 5 for your truck. He says, if it's as nice as it, and I know it is, right? So she said, okay. So what does she do? She grab, wants her keys back. She had to fight to get her keys back. And they finally they said, why, why are you leaving? You've bought four other units from us. Why are you leaving? She said, because y'all not giving me enough for my trade-in. Oh, well, we'll give you another 1000 No. And she fought and fought. Finally, they said, well, what can you get for your truck, Seventeen five. Well, we'll give that. They knew it was too cheap, but they were trying to take advantage. Here, this fits this lady. Second Timothy, they are the kind that worm their way into homes and gain control over weak-willed women who are loaded down with sins. The salesmen are loaded down with sins. They're trying to steal that lady. They're telling her truck's worth all the money, all of it, and they knew it wasn't because I was going to make money from seventeen five. She ended up selling it to her neighbor because he knew how she took care of it. But if they're loaded down with sins and they are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, how can we take advantage of this person? How can we outsell them? How can we put them together? What do I need to do? They don't leave any money on the table. Hello, Billy Moore. They don't want to leave no money on the table. And they work on it. And here's this woman was a good worker at a company, retired from it, was a great person. And here they'd sold four other cars. They they had an easy customer if they would have took her took care of her. They'd hit her at seventeen, seventeen five. When she walked in that door, oh, no. She was weak because she had bought from them before. Same salesperson. She'd bought four other units. Well, she gets home. She tells Bob, and she's still driving her truck because she hadn't sold it to her neighbor. She said, what did they do to me prior for? Bob said, yeah. Hey, they did the same thing to you, Mom. Steal your trade, overcharge you for the vehicle. She ended up finding the right place, bought the right unit, got the right price, and sold it to her. To her neighbor, well, her neighbor gave her he he bought it right, and so ever it worked out. But at least we stopped that one situation where the dealer was ripping the lady off. And you know, these are the kind of people that won't, don't want to tell the truth. You know, information without application leads to frustration. You know, as y'all listeners, I want this information. To be instilled in you so strong that you can teach others, you can help others. You know, nobody's got a radio show like this. Well, I've got other radio stations that have researched it, and nobody gives you the truth. And I've walked in both shoes. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I was very successful as a heathen, and and it's because, you know, I knew the difference. I was very, very, very in control on how to handle everybody. It's about like a chameleon. You change colors for whatever person you're dealing with. But do you have the heart to help people and to be honest and be fair with them? Are you giving them the right kind of deal? Are we giving them knowledge that when you drive that, buy that new truck, buy that new car, and you drive it off the showroom floor, it's not worth the money nowhere near what you paid for it. And then you add interest to it. And then you pay Uncle Sam. I, I had a buddy of mine. That I bought his truck for twenty five thousand. He gave seventy thousand for it. He said, "Man, Randy." He said, "You know, I've lost all this money." I said, "Well, you know, you're thinking about you've lost forty five thousand. He said, "Yeah, I've lost forty five thousand in three years on this truck." 
I said, well, it's got 130,000 miles on it, you know, and here's the key. That 45000 not all you lost. you got to pay insurance, upkeep, maintenance. And then there's Uncle Sam, our partners for life. Oh, Uncle Sam's going to get his part, so you had to go make, you know, if 45000 you had to go make 55000 to pay Uncle Sam. So you paid 55000 for that money to pay that 45000 So there's a loss. we got to think at every angle, every opportunity. That's what dealers do. They look at every opportunity. They're looking even more ways of making money. I've, I've talked about recently, I mean, I bought a car the other day, and the people sold it to me. Because the dealership convinced them that they were losing, they about to spend, they need to spend six thousand on this car, six thousand, and said, you know, this is not a safe car. I couldn't find anything wrong with it. You know, they were showing them leakage in the oil, and they were all that way. I said, is any dripping in your garage? No. So well, they don't need a rear main seal. That's just seepage around there from the oil and the grime off of the road. So, you know, Jack Welsh, is that the, the big-time Jack Welsh? Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, uh, and hello, Bob. And so, you know, you got to look at these vehicles. They're trained. Now we're, their dealers are training the service people to put fear in your heart. Just like the lady that wrote the article in New Brownsville paper a little over a year ago. She went to a dealership, unsafe front end, unsafe front end. They wanted seven, eight thousand to fix her front end. That's unbelievable. She wrote this letter to New Brunswick paper, the Herald, seven or eight thousand to fix the front end. She took it. She got to thinking about it, prayed about it, took it somewhere. They fixed it for three seventy five, three hundred seventy five dollars. A friend of mine went to a shop. They wanted seventy five hundred to fix his seven two uh, seven three four diesel. I looked at that estimation and he said i need to trade it i'm not going to spend 7500 on this old model truck I said you can get it done for 2500 he said you're kidding me i said no that was two years ago i ran into him the other day i said you still got the 73 he said it runs like a new one he said randy i appreciate you saving me five thousand dollars you got to know where you're going and what the prices are and understand lady called me said hey <laughs> this was this was i think monday or tuesday my son's a Marine, and he's in North Carolina, and he's got an O2 Tacoma pickup, and the check engine light comes on. It runs fine. He's been driving that way for six months. Went to the Toyota dealer in North Carolina. They wanted 6000 to put uh, catalytic converters on. I said, number one, is it running fine? Yeah, well, they're not stopped up yet. I said, if they get them like they're stopped up, he can go, and he can go on Amazon and buy aftermarket uh, catalytic converters, and then talk to several muffler shops and g- see how much they'll put them on. Find out how many catalytic converters he got. She said, "Wow, you mean how much is he going to spend?" I said, "Well, he's going to spend five or six hundred versus six thousand. That was the figure from the tailor. Six thousand dollars. Now, will they try to take advantage of a man serving our country, doing his best, risking his life? Man, don't we just love him? Don't you love when somebody?" Is, is working so hard on taking advantage. I mean, it's it's amazing to me that here's a will uh, ill willed gentleman that is serving our country, and they're they're putting fear in his in his heart. They're trying to trade for it. Oh yeah, well this this gentleman, he's a marine. He's got two more years. You know, he's concerned about his truck. He wants to keep his truck. His mother told me he had no intentions even to sell it. You know, any time ever. And and he's concerned about the money. I told her, I said, well, I didn't even have time to go to Amazon. I was getting, trying to get a truck ready. I had two catalytic converters bad on a three-quarter ton Ford truck. I said, I got it fixed for 400 That's catalytic converter put on the whole ball of wax. And I said, 6000 The Ford should be more than the Toyota. And so, and then I said, and if, if it was an old one or older, the catalytic converters are worth a lot of money. Yeah, they're junk because there's plutonium in them. So, I mean, now the Toyota store, if it happened to be an old one and they charge him 6000 then they're going to pick up the extra money on the old catalytic converters. 
It's just like when they kick the trade. And I've talked to you about kicking the trade because the customer goes in there. I'll tell you what, I'll talk about kick the trade right after the break. We're about, we're close to a break. There's the phone line here. Give us a call. You got any questions, anything? There's no dumb questions. 210 340 9585. And then my phone number, if you ever want to call me, is 830 708 4789. Uh, 95% of my business right now is helping other people, giving you options, letting you understand what's happening, and let you understand the position you're in and how to get out of it. We want you to escape like Houdini. Yeah, get out of that debt. Get out of those problems. Look at what Dave Ramsey says. Buy what you can afford. There's two kinds of cars, afford and can't afford. And, man, them can't affords are miserable. you got to get behind the wheel every day and go down the road that's about like the nagging women, you know, they nag, nag, nag. Well, you, that car nags at you. You ever had that problem? Or your husband nags at you. Well, that nagging car as you go down the road. Well, this is Randy Adams, Facebook. I'm going to take a short break. We'll be right back. God bless you. Hey, call somebody. Text somebody. Tell them to listen to LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com, 630 a.m. radio, or go to Facebook, Randy Adams. I appreciate you. God bless you. Like I said, we'll be right back. Give me a call. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hello, I'm Randy Adams. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. Heard right here at 630, the word, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the car business. You need any questions answered, give me a call, 830-708-4789. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630. KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and learn to buy and sell cars on AM 630 KSLR. Hello again. This is Randy Adams. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. Give us a call 210-340-9585 or, uh, and, and tell somebody, tell 20 people if you like this show that Freedom 1160 at 1 p.m. is going to have this show replayed again. And then I have a show on a major station here. And, uh, of course, this is a great station, my favorite station anyway, but great station here in San Antonio at 3.30. I'm going to try to do a Facebook on it to let you know when it starts and what time on uh, on that. Uh, if I get a little time, i got a bunch of stuff going on today I'm trying to do and trying to meet with a couple of other people uh, we're going to. I was going to finish talking about kick the trade. So many people lately, and only the bad dealers do this. Uh, they go into a dealership because they hate the trade. They hate what they owe, and they they need a new car, or they think they need a new car, or they're tired of the old car, or they never are happy. You know, one of those kind of deals. And I bought something I didn't intend to. Remember, eighty five percent of the people. And this is the dealers. Association announcing this: eighty-five percent of the people buy something they don't intend to buy when walking into the dealership. Why? Because the salesman sell them something that's got a bigger bonus, sell them something ill-equipped, something that's been there too old, too long, and it, and it's they've got to get rid of it. And it gets brownie points for them, and it helps them move up on the board. And so you know that, that's hello Beverly. And so that's what they try to do. And so that's why you get twisted around and in something you don't intend to buy. And and it works that way. And so kick the trade. Well, oh man, I hated this car. I didn't mean to buy it when it, I bought it. I want a new one. I want to get rid of that one. And so you go in and it's amazing. These guys love me. The payment's the same. And I can't believe it. Oh, wow. Well, see, you were current on that one you hate. You were everything's fine and your credit's fine and you're current and your credit's a little iffy. It ain't perfect, but it's lifted and we can get you bought. Yeah, that's what the dealers tell you. We'll take care of you. Your payment's four seventy five. It's gonna be four seventy five and I'm gonna put you in a new one. Don't worry about it. We'll handle it. Yeah, yeah, Bubba. We're gonna take care of you. We love you, don't you know? Yeah, they love to burn your credit. Well then what happens is they park it in the back. And they they put you in a new one, and and on when the trade, you just stick a little scribble on or something on there, and they just run by your trade, just like they run through those contracts. Because if you spend too much time on the contract, you might learn something or see something they don't want you to know. So they run you through it, and all of a sudden, 
you don't know it, but this, you get a call. Hey, you're two months behind on your vehicle. What vehicle? I got a new vehicle. I make my payments. No, the old vehicle. Hello, Crystal. And your old vehicle, you're two months behind. You, you know, you need to make these payments. Well, I traded it in. Well, I'm sorry you didn't. Y- yes, I did. And it's, you know, they had that Marine commercial while ago, and I talked about the other Marine. I talked a couple of weeks ago about the people in the service that were in the Army that got moused around by a dealership over in, for four months. And so what happens is, oh, well, they call the, the place where you had it financed, and they said, hey, we got your car in the back here. Uh, you can save the repo fee and and chase them down. We got it back here. Give us 500 and because we have storage and some other odds and ends, pay us 500 and you come pick it up, and we'll give you the keys. You don't even have to bring an extra keys. We got the keys. We got it all set up for you. It's so easy. Just pay us that. So they pick another 500 up off of you. Repo, and then your credit goes south. Oh, man, you got this repo on it. You don't know it. You thought they paid it off. They didn't pay it off. And what a mess. Kick the trade. And then the salesman gets to brag about it. They brag about it at parties. They brag about it to each other. They say how stupid you are. Oh, man, I took advantage of them. I made a big old lick on that one. Oh, man. And their credit went south. Oh, I don't care about that. That's their business. Well, they'll work out of it. Don't worry about it. Just take them seven years. Just hurt everything else they buy or try to rent or anything they try to do. Or if somebody's interested in getting hired, they look at this credit. They let the car go back. That hurts a little bit. Some employers, unless you're an outstanding employer, it's hard to find good help right now. So that's kick the trade. Hello, Bill. Uh, and so I, I ran across this magazine. I got it on Facebook Live. Brig Brothers watching you. Hey, they're, they're concerned. Law permits electronic surveillance of employees' emails, phones, and calls, and everything, but it's within a limited framework of federal, state, and local rules, and not without the serious ethical. Ethical? They talking about the car business? Ethical in the car business? Well, that, that's 10%, maybe. Maybe 15%. And business concerns. Oh, man. Big Brother is the car dealership. Big Brother is turned into the car dealership. And they're watching and they're saying, uh, hey, when you and your wife are sitting there talking and the salesperson leaves the room, they bug you. They, and, hey, when you call in, they, they everybody listens to the call. What do you need to say? How do we sell this person? How do we... What do we do? What do we say? How do we be prepared? What can we switch into? What do we need to sell them? How much credit they got left? What can we run the number up to? It's all in. It's all entrained in the car business. It's all there. You know, doing the best to get every available dollar out of your pocket. You know, I love Proverbs 1.5 says, Let the wise listen and add to their learning. Are you learning anything? Well, no, I didn't learn nothing from that last vehicle I bought. Man, I got hammered on it, so I did it again. And I went back to the same place. Yeah, brilliant. That's insane. Over and over doing the same thing and and expecting different results. Did you learn anything? The wise listening out to their learning? Well, I'm going to tell you, 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 got, you can't keep up with car dealers. I'm sorry. They're, you're not a, I know you think you're as smart as car dealers. But they train and they work and they study and they get educated every day. And then this business has changed. I mean, look at the business advertisements on everything, every business. Hey, they're all competing for your money. And if the car dealers take too much of your money, it's, I don't understand. I don't have a bank or a credit union wanting to sponsor this show. Why? I mean, don't you want to take care of your customers? Don't you want to prove the community you want what's right for them? Don't you keep them out of trouble? Maybe they could borrow more money from you and do more business with you if they did it right instead of letting the car dealers handle them and hammer them. And these independent used car dealers associate of big dealerships, man, they'll, they'll hammer people so bad. They're in the finance business. They're in the extended warranty business. They're in the gap business. They sell the car, but that's only only means a profit margin they have coming in. They don't have any other, and their overhead is as high as a new car dealer. People still don't believe me until I sit down and talk to them what, how much money 
Hello, David uh, and Glenn. How much money it takes to open up a dealership? It's unbelievable. And the guy was telling me the other day that a salesman told him, hey, he, this guy spent uh, a bunch of money at this one dealership. And he said, man, they had so many new cars. The salesman told me, yeah, they're sitting on $40 million in used cars. Man, that's a huge number. Huge number. And then we have the guy that's on radio on the other stations around town. He's quoted three or four times. He spends a half a million a month in advertisement in radio. Half a million a month. Now, that, that that's, I thought he was, I know the guy personally real well. So does David. Real well. We've seen him over the years, David, haven't we? So <laughs> we know that he's subject not to tell the truth. And he stretches things. Well, I talked to his right-hand man, and the guy said, yeah, that's true. He spends a half a million a month on advertising and radio. Well, he's got to make that money up. That's why I've got 21 reasons why I'm a good buyer. I've got super low overhead. I'm a one-man operation. I live in the auction business. I live uh, as a broker. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I buy company trucks, bad motor, bad transmissions, wrecks. Uh, I'm selling right now 18 GMC long bed trucks for twenty-two to 23,000 with, with 10,000 miles, 15,000 miles on them. If you need a great work truck, they're great trucks. They're like new, but they're twelve, thirteen thousand 13,000 cheaper than new. And we're selling cargo vans, 18 cargo vans, twelve to 15,000 cheaper than a new one with low, low miles. So, I mean, we have available, because I've been in the business 56 years. I started when I was 14. I'm 70. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I handle the good, the bad, and the ugly. We've got a caller online. Thank you, callers. 210-340-9585. Hello, Jimmy. How you doing today? Good, sir. How are you? Good. Um, you know, the Bible says that those people are swindlers. Well, that's true. Yeah. And and they know hey they know the difference the the key to that Jimmy is is that they when they go buy something they don't want nobody lying to them do they they don't want nobody overpricing a vehicle or whatever they're buying a TV a refrigerator or nothing they want the best deal at the best price with the best people and they don't they want a free long time warranty with it but they won't give that when it's the roles are reversed you know my wife long time ago, well, it was about six years ago, we were buying a, a, a car for my son, and uh, it was, um, and she dealt with him, we dealt with him for like six hours, and they were getting mad at her. Well, that that's because the managers are watching that, and they think they should have, been, they should have sold you in two or three hours. They, they figure after two hours, you're wore out. And if you go well, past that, they figured out that you haven't hit that button on closing. No, because we wouldn't budge. And she's a hard dealer. Good. She's more hard. We won't budge. She said, no, we're not going to buy that car for that price. It's not worth it. And they were like, well, and then one of the salesmen uh, took her outside because I had to leave to go pick up my mom or something. And then she, she told me that they, they when I left, they took her outside. and says, "Okay, well, what kind of what kind of car do you want? You, you, you choose from the parking lot." And she says, "You know what? I don't need to deal with you if you're going to talk to me that way." And you know, I'll just leave, and 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 I, I'll just go across the street and go get another, go deal with them. And then, and then when I came back, they changed their attitude. I guess because a male came in. You know, I guess they try to take advantage of women. Or, or well, honestly, hello, Rod. Uh, honestly, they try to take advantage of everybody, and and they are so far ahead of of the of the customers. Even the people that have been in business that have retired out of the business five ten years ago can't buy today because of the changes that's come into the car business, the new style, the new ways, the service department, the add-ons, uh, the extended warranties, and and it's all changed, and the way of selling has changed, and the person can't keep up with it. And it's really, really hard. And, you know, but they also know that if you're a buyer and you're about to leave, they're going, they got to say you something, especially with the managers and the owners knowing that you had a real customer and you're about to let them get away. Oh, no, that's against their, 
Oh, man, that's that's the biggest sin in the car business, as for the owners, is letting a potential real buyer walk out. Yeah, because, no, they say, y'all have really good credit. And I say, well, yes, so that's why we don't, that's why we're not going to pay that much for that car. And we're not going to, you know, and uh, that's it. And they're like, and they got really mad at us. They said, okay, they finally we came down to a deal that we agreed on. And, then, and they weren't they weren't very happy with us. They were like, because one of the, I remember one of the dealers. He came and talked to me later. He said, "You know, you know, we sat we sat in the meeting. And we said, you look, these people are not going to budge. They're not going to, you know, we we need to sell them the car. We're still going to make some money out of it, but we're not going to make as much as we want. That's what he told me. He was honest with me. He pulled me aside and talked to me about it. And well, said, well, yeah." <laughs> Hey, they tried everything. Yeah, they tried everything else. Now let's try and being honest with them, you know. Yeah. Instead of instead of you know uh, oh, everything we else. We told them we're Christians, okay? We're Christians, and we believe in doing the right thing. Yeah, doing what we say. Our words yeah, good. That's one. That's yeah. the first thing my dad taught me in the car business. If your words no good, you're no good, and you can lose your word and not get it back. You know, hello, Gordon. And so uh, is, I talked to a lady, just to give you an example, this week, who mm-hmm. bought a car. They priced it to her at 3000 They were financing it. And somehow, someway, she didn't get a, a bill of sale. But they signed, she signed a contract, and then okay. she finds out later, because she don't have a bill of sale, and she's making these payments, and the car should be paid off or close to it. She finds out she still owes quite a bit of money. I said, well, did you get the contract? No. I said, did you look at the contract? No. Did they write a contract up? No. All they did was give me the contract, I mean a bill of sale. Did they do a bill of sale? No. So they take this contract, they slam her and, and charge her 2000 more than than what they agreed, that verbally agreed on her paying. And so she's back there fighting. Now she's gone like six months, and she still haven't. they don't have a title. And she's trying to get it where she could pay it off, and they can't produce a title. So, I mean, oh, there, there's so many different games that dealers pay. Now, this is a small independent used car dealership, you know, and I'm not sure they've got a uh, the proper license for lending money, you know. But it, they come and check me quite a bit because I have a lending license. and that's uh-huh. why, But, you know, some people don't. And they all look at your credit, and they they know that you you can buy whatever you want, whenever you want, and they don't want they don't want to lose you. And that's why it's time to shop, shop, shop hard before you walk in one of these dealerships, really hard, oh, yeah. and know what the market is, know what the price is, what's what it brings wholesale. And so I was talking to a gentleman the other day, and we talked about wholesale on a unit, and I said add profit to it. For the dealer, the dealer's not going to sell it at what it brings at the auctions because they buy them at the auction. That's the market at the time. used to be book value. Book value doesn't mean anything hardly anymore. It can't keep up with the market. The market changes so much. And you've got to understand that, that you know what's hot today may not be hot tomorrow. And right now, there's magic numbers on the market on mileage. If it's under 100,000 miles, man, it, it's it's strong. If it's over a, uh, if it's under 120, it's still a kind of work. But that 140 miles number is getting tougher and tougher. And trucks go a little further, and the market's hot on nice low mileage cars. But you know, you gotta you gotta buy that car right. You gotta buy a good car makes a good deal, and you gotta buy it right as you're coming in to understand where you where you stand. And and that way, get your years used. I bought a Mercedes yesterday from a listener that has 226,000 miles. It's a 240 diesel. It looks like new, drives like new, like they did in 83. The guy got his money's worth out of it. Bought it with 17,000 miles. Still got the window sticker. But, I mean, this car still got life left to it. Uh, believe it or not, there's collectors on those cars. And it's kind of a collector car plus a still usable car. And they were well built back then. But, you know, where do you go sell that car? He bought a new vehicle. The dealership didn't know what it's worth or what to do with it. I love I got it. I love it. I know where to advertise it. But the dealership didn't know. 
they can't keep up with the market. The market changes so much, you know, and so that's why you've got to do your homework and before you buy a vehicle. And evidently, yep. y'all did, and that's excellent. That's what I want you to do. Yes. Got to put on the armor. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you need protection because these guys are going to fire fire air, firing errors at you just left and right. Unbelievable what they'll fire at you because they're, they're after you exactly uh, what you've got, what you can handle. They, they won't take every available dollar at you. They'll say whatever they say. And lots of times, most dealers, and I'm telling you, I remember the day when 80% of the dealerships told the truth. And now it's down to 15, 20%, maybe even less than that. So, I mean, uh, it's unbelievable uh, how this business has changed, especially the last five years. And But think about your budget. Think about retirement. Think about how you're trying to save money, where you're trying to go with your money. And, and you know, you got to have the whole armor. You got to have your mind straight. You got to be, a, you know, you almost have to have the Holy Spirit talking to you on some of this stuff. And if you feel, hey, these boots are made for walking, jump up and walk out. You know. You know you, yes, sir. Right. You know, you, you know, my my wife and I are doing. We are, our, our our vehicles are paid off, and we maintain them, and we just had to do some little minor work to them. But we're doing what you said to do. Uh, I heard you say, you know, pretend you're still making a car payment to pay to yourself, and put it in your savings account, and don't touch it. Like, and don't touch it. And then, and then when the day comes when you're going to buy a car, you have enough money to pay most of it. Yeah, or all of it. I've had people tell me they saved enough. A uh, guy told me in the last three years he made payments to himself enough where he had cash to buy the next one. You know, and I, I said, what are you going to do now? He said, I'm to making payments again. I'm going to make them to myself. He said, I like being in the bank. He said, I feel like a banker now. I said, well, good. That's what I want you to feel. I want you to feel that. Feel that empowerment that you're taking control of your finances, taking control of your budget, taking control of your desires, and and putting it in there and having it where man can't take it away from you. You keep it for yourself. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Great. Well, great call. Thank you for calling, Jimmy. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. You bet. God bless you and your family. You know, and what. So if the man sets you free, you're free indeed. That's John eight thirty six. Do you feel he Jimmy and him and his wife feel free? They're in control of their emotions. They're in control of their buying. They understand their what they're doing, and you're they're free. They feel free. Do you ever feel like you're tied up? Jim's back. Hello, Jim. Do you ever feel like you're tied up making these payments? You are. You're tied up to a bank. You're. In, they're controlling you. You've got to make that payment in order to drive that vehicle. So if you don't, they pick it up. You lose your credit. Just like I was talking about kick the trade. When you lose that credit and you can't buy nothing, you can't rent nothing, you, it hurts you on job applications. I mean, you've got to get your credit up there. And when you're buying what you can afford, you'll get there. You'll understand what you're doing. And, you know, I have so many... Uh, salespeople at new car dealerships tell me I buy one and two year old cars, and and you know and they buy warranties. The the key to a car salesman, they'll tell you they own a warranty on their vehicle, but they can buy it three thousand cheaper than you. Uh, another friend of mine, who the one I talked about last week, I said when you get to the mileage out, talk to Randolph Brooks. You got it financed with it. They've got a, a great warranty, uh, extended warranty plan. And they don't put all that. They're protecting their note. They're protecting what they're doing. They're not trying to make a bunch of money on extended warranties. So you've got to understand what the warranty pays for. These lifetime warranties, you pay 10000 too much for one of those. You're paying, they add 4500 to the contract. They tell you it's free, but on the contract, they put 4500 I think they've stopped advertising that because too many people listen to my show and said, hey, what's this 4500 for? Oh, that's extended lifetime extended warranty. And then they charge you, overcharge you, and you've got to do everything at the dealership. That's a way of capturing you, bringing you in a dealership where they keep that customer, and you've already buried. They're, they're one of the bad dealers that 
won't tell the truth and they bury you. And then you they capture you, you so you can't get away. You got to spend extra money. I had a guy tell me that his wife had the lifetime extended warranty, and they made the change. Changed the fluid in the front axle at 40,000 miles and charged her $900. He went down there and got on, number one, you don't need to charge change that quick. And number two, it's a, it's a $50, $60 deal somewhere else. So, you know, you got to have your head straight. You've got to understand what you're doing, what direction you're going, what will, fail, will work for your family, your needs, and your budget. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Go to my website. If you like my show, give me feedback. Also, uh, tell 20 people about it that I want to buy their vehicle, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I don't care what model. I just sent a 24 Ford to Beverly Hills to be in a movie. I sold it to a movie company in Beverly Hills. Just sent a 65, 64 Falcon, I'm sorry, 64 Falcon. Guy drove down from uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Drove down and bought a 64 Falcon from me. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't matter to me. Trying to buy a 66 T-Bird. If you own 66 T-Bird, give me a call. Uh, also, if you own a brand-new vehicle, delivered to your door, no hassle. You can't beat the price. I've had, I have a guy that's supposed to be calling in. He hadn't called in yet that listens to the show. I got him a new GMC pickup. He could not believe the price. And they delivered to San Antonio, and he loves the deal, and he'd been shopping for Three months. A uh, good dear friend of mine, uh, Mr. Flores, been shopping for six months. I beat everybody's deal. Got delivered his his office. He loved every bit about it. So if you want a new Ford, Chevrolet, Dodge, Jeep, uh, Cadillac, Lincoln, give me a call. I'll get it delivered to your house at the best price. And I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you have a company, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. If, I, if you, you need to know what your vehicle's worth, give me a call. I'll tell you what it's bringing at auction, what I'll give. I want to buy your vehicle. God bless you. Hey, 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness to mother, father, or, or spouse. Let me tell you something. I'm going through some situations with someone that's got unforgiveness in their heart. And what you hate in somebody else, you'll become because it consumes your mind. Hey, I love you. I want the best for you. I want to be your mentor. I want to be there for you. Give me a call, 830-708-4789. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.